Hi, this is Rob Delaney, and you're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Uh, if things sound a little different right now, it's because we're having PF's tape recorder outside. I'm sitting on my front porch uh, watching Lizzie ride her scooter in the driveway. You hear Lizzie sometimes on the podcast. Uh, she actually says it's Facebook, it's not Factbook whenever we do that bit. But uh, anyway, coming up, comedian Mary Mack talks about her early comedy influences. I, I remember watching Star Search and really loving the comedians. Like, I wrote Ellen DeGeneres' name on my, on my bulletin board. When I was a little kid, I wrote it down because I thought she was good and I thought she would be famous someday. We'll hear more from Mary in just a little bit. We have a new feature called Fangirl, so we'll be hearing from Fangirl in a little bit. Uh, we're also going to hear another song from Sophie Flynn, our uh, new friend there in England. And uh, I'll have more news on the all-music episode of PF Tape Recorder coming up in a little bit as well. But first, as always, fake news. <laughs> Now, fake news with me. And now reporting live from my front porch, it's me. A longtime Cleveland waitress got the surprise of her life this week when an enormous tax refund arrived in the mail. When Ginny Hopkins filed her tax return, she expected a refund of $754. Instead, she received a check for $434,712. IRS officials said that Ms. Hopkins mistakenly received part of General Electric's refund. A very small part. Mary-Kate Olsen, one half of the famous Olsen twins, has a new man in her life, and he comes from a very famous family. The child star-turned-fashion mogul is dating the brother of former French President Nicolas Sarkozy, according to reports. The New York Post broke the story that Olsen, 25, and uh, Olivier Sarkozy, 42, you, have been quietly seeing each other for the past month. According to his friends, he is spending all of his time with her. According to her friends, she's spending about half her time with him. You have to think about that one. The last day of classes at a California elementary school and graduation ceremony at an adjacent middle school were interrupted by an unexpected guest, a black bear that wandered onto school property. Officers actually didn't notice until the bear came up to get his diploma, and instead of saying thank you, growled loudly. Criminal charges will not be pursued against a polygamous family made famous by the reality TV show Sister Wives, a Utah prosecutor wrote Thursday in federal court filings. The case against Cody Brown and his four wives, Mary, Janelle, Christine, and Robin, stars of the TLC show, has been closed, Utah Attorney General Jeff Bunham wrote in a motion seeking to have the lawsuit against the county dismissed. After realizing that Mr. Booman had four wives, the judge said, I think he's suffered enough. Wah, wah. Conservative organizations have canvassed the country in recent months trying to persuade state legislators not to pass bills to create health care insurance exchanges. GOP lawmakers are steadfastly agree that medical care should be between you, your doctor, and a claims adjuster in Connecticut. A family in Splendora, California, claims they have a holy vision inside their home, an image of Jesus created by mold in their bathroom. They say the image is giving them strength. Indeed, the family has been filling the tub and walking across it. I have a different one. Uh, a family in Splendora, California, claims they have a holy vision inside their home, an image of Jesus uh, created by mold in their bathroom. Problem now is they can't take a bath because the water is only on both sides of them. You can pick one you like better there. Queen Elizabeth II's four-day Diamond Jubilee celebration started this past Saturday, and festivities will run through this Tuesday. The Queen has been on the throne for 50 years. And you thought your dad took a long time on Sunday morning. 
According to a new study, watching TV might actually boost your child's self-esteem, that is, if he's a white male. However, TV had the opposite effect when the white males were watching the NBA. I know, am I wrong for that? I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. I hate when people say that. They say something, you know, that's kind of borderline racist, and they just say, well, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. It really? Because I'm thinking you're a big fat racist. Is that what you were thinking, too? All right. Well, that's been Fake News with me. Okay, well, as you know, not only do we like comedy on PS Tape Recorder, we also like music. And uh, here now with all the latest music news, it's Fangirl. Oh, hey, it's Fangirl. Are we actually recording now? Yes. Oh, crap. Okay, so as I was saying... <laughs> Um, so, yesterday, it was probably exactly 4 o'clock, my babies in all-time low, they just came out with their new single, and it's The Reckless and the Brave, and it's based off their first album, and it's just everything perfect, and they've just grown as a band, and nobody understands me, because it's more than a song, yet nobody, everybody, everybody, whenever I told them that, they just made fun of me, but they don't understand, because they're like, they're like literally my babies, and their new album's gonna come out soon, and they just left Interscope Records, along with Escape the Fate, so Interscope Records pretty much sucks now, because all the good bands left, but just, they're babies, okay, and then, and then, Green Day, they were like my first real band obsession, I mean, everybody remembers their first real band obsession, and they're coming out with three new albums, okay, not one, not two, but freaking three new albums, that is a lot, and they're gonna be called Uno Dos Trace, and I swear, anybody who says they liked Green Day the entire time just because they knew American Idiot and 21 Guns existed, I will kill them because they do not count as Green Day fans. And, and, of course, on my friend's birthday even, just to make it more perfect, Sleeping With Sirens is coming out with an acoustic album. Like, you don't understand how perfect acoustic albums are because they're just like, they're just the pretty voices and the pretty guitars and they're just pretty. They're just downright pretty. So then that's gonna come out. There are just too many albums coming out this summer. Same thing with Yellow Card, they have a new album. There's just so many albums and there's not enough time to buy all of them and I have to fit all this fangirling into like one month because they're all coming out like right now. God, okay. <laughs> Have to take a breath there for a second. But, anyways. The Never Show Never album! Never Show Never! They finally started working on it. And, of course, on the time travel tour, they kept calling it Psychedelic Furs or something really random that had to do with some other band. But now it's called Indigo, and it's officially called Indigo. And that's just that's just what it's going to be, and it's going to be perfect. It's Never Show Never, and he's all rocky mixed with indie. So that's, like, the two best genres combined. And... Just, that's just gonna be so perfect sounding. Gosh. Oh my god. Pierce the Veil! The new Pierce the Veil album. Pierce the Veil. They just decided, gee, how could we be even more perfect? I know, we'll collaborate with another perfect artist. So now they've got this perfect album featuring Callan Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens. And it's just gonna be so perfect. And it comes out June 16th, and I'm counting down the days. Because it's just, it's so much perfection combined into one big album. Ah! Drugs! I almost forgot. Destroy, rebuild, until God shows. There's so much drama going on with them right now. Because they just came out with the most beautiful album to grace the planet. And then, instead of saying, hey, maybe we'll tour and play this album everywhere, they decide, oh wait, Craig Owens, you're leaving our band. That's cool. So now, Drugs is completely gone, and Craig's rejoining his old band. But his old band's not as good as Destroy, Rebuild, Until God shows. Like, they just had so much talent that it made me want to cry. So now I'm really freaking upset about that. God. Talix, Alex Gascarth, the love of my life, by the way. 
He's now dating Tay from We Are The In Crowd, which sure, she's beautiful, but you know, she's not as beautiful as me. Alex should be dating me of anybody. Like seriously, get it right. Warp Store! Warp Store! Oh my god! Warp Store. Warp Store has pretty much every band that's perfect on it right now, except for A Day to Remember, which makes me really sad. But there's going to be All Time Low and Falling in Reverse all in one place, and those are like the two perfectest bands in the entire world of perfectness. So seriously, when I hear those songs live, I'm probably gonna end up crying, and everyone's just gonna stare at me and be like, um, okay, you can leave now. But I'm just gonna be so happy in my own little world, and you know, just throwing beach balls and just getting into it because, you know, that's what I do, because I'm a fan girl, you know. Um, okay, until next time when more perfect bands announce more perfect albums, this is Fangirl. And thanks to Fangirl for that report. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Mary Mack is a comedian, musician, uh, but more of a folk humorist, and we kind of discuss uh, uh, that differentiation there uh, in our interview with Mary Mack, who spoke to us uh, from, I believe, Los Angeles. Uh, she also has a home in Minneapolis. We discussed that as well. Here now is our interview with Mary Mack. Some sort of uh, something important. I just got. Oh no! It's a, I just got back from radio. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. All right. So, and I was like, "What do I think to tell PF?" And I was like, "Well, I'm, I am going to make a DVD. I'm going to record two of the days next or that not next week, the week after. So that's kind of interesting, but um." You got to keep coming up with stuff. Yeah. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't get out much. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I was thinking I'll, I'll be in LA this week and then I come back for that, uh, um, for for that week. But um, trying to think what else is interesting going on. I don't know. Well, you, you're still splitting time between Los Angeles and Minneapolis. No, or are you mostly in Minneapolis yeah. now? Yeah, once it comes to once it comes to July, I'm mostly in Minneapolis. Okay, yeah, and you still have the house yeah. there, right? Yeah, we just stay, stay in the deck. All right. And I'm sitting out there right now because Minneapolis has been just as warm as LA. It's been fantastic. It's um, I don't know who's gonna come to my show because it's fishing season right now, and <laughs> it's been gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have to come up with something good. Now, I uh, heard you on Marin's podcast, and I, I, I was surprised I missed it because I subscribed to it. And although I do cherry pick ah, some of the episodes, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. I missed you. I think my iTunes acts weird sometimes. If I finish listening to an episode and there's no more episodes in the queue, my iTunes just deletes me off of the subscription for the podcast. That's probably how I, I missed oh, it. No. Yeah. Oh, but, um, yes, yeah, so how was it hanging out with in the garage with Marin? It's fine. It's not really a garage. There's a lot of books and stuff in there. Like, he should come to my garage. <laughs> so, you know, um, I, I knew Mark, so I've hung out with him before because he's always been the, the nicest guy to me. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's fun to see where he's working and what he's working on, and he's got so many projects. He also gave me a nice write-up in... Um, in Pace Magazine. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I think it was one of five comics 
to watch or something. So you know how they get yeah. involved. But yeah. um, that was nice. I I uh, I would know. I wouldn't even know how to get on the podcast. I couldn't listen to the podcast because I don't like listening to myself. But I I wouldn't even know any of these things or how to get to them if people weren't nice enough to put a link on my Facebook. Because uh. I don't. I won't put the effort into. We'll certainly link to uh, to the Marin episode on our uh, page as well. Mark was very nice. He was on he was on my show. He took he was very uh, nice and uh, took the time uh, to be on yeah. on my show. So what are you doing now? Do, doing this the 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 podcasting and uh, writing for City Pages and City Beat uh, in Minneapolis and Cincinnati respectively, and some other papers around the country. And then I also have a, a day job doing some web writing. So. Yeah, it's yeah. so much now, isn't it? It is. got to do a lot of things. got to keep a lot of balls in the air. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need to get you down to Cincinnati sometime here, ma'am. I think you would uh, do quite well. I think I would do well, but the the bookers never think I do well because they don't, they see, you know, the stuff I do for festivals or, yeah. or crazy stuff I put on the end. They don't know that I have, you know, nine, when is 93 ago? <laughs> <laughs> How many years is that ago? 20, 19 years of 19, entertaining yeah. experience? Yeah. So, like, they don't know that I am an entertainer, not just a, just a one act. I feel like I can do pretty well with most crowds. Oh, yeah. And and if I don't, it's not the crowd's fault. Sometimes, once in a while, you get really tired where you're just like, whoa, you can't muster up your brain to do any work for you, but... Um, but it's always fine, and so they don't really understand. I guess they're, they're used to people who don't have a very um, strong background in just basic entertainment. Yeah, so. well, it, it is kind of a, a different thing, although, like, you describe yourself, I think, inaccurately as uh, a humorist, a folk humorist, yeah. which I think is perfect. Yeah. 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 And, it's, and I say folk humorist because I, I do, you know, I do, like, these folk songs and um, sometimes I get to them and sometimes I don't. So I, I'm not a folk singer by any means. I can't hardly sing, but it, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a good label because sometimes I'll read an essay or sometimes I'll do a poem. Or it, I think it frees you up to do stories and songs. And then, you know, when you need, if I need to do the jokes, I can do the jokes tightly. I just don't like doing it, but yeah. that's how I make my money is by doing an hour of tight jokes at corporate events, you know, so yeah. I, I have the ability, it's just when I go to a club, I just feel like that's a freedom I don't want to overlook, because you have so much more range at a club, and um, the people want to be there, and, and it's like, it's such a great opportunity to explore. The, the only thing is, it's like, oh, it's going to be hard to edit these shows, <laughs> because we don't... I never know where this show is going to go because it's all... Oh, yeah, yeah. And you see where it ends up, you know? I'm... I'm, Oh, God. It's kind of like... It's so fun to just see where it ends up and what you end up talking about. But it's an editor's nightmare, you know? I I can imagine. When we discussed this uh, last time uh, I spoke to you for City Pages is that uh, when you were on Last Comic Standing... Uh, it seems like they didn't get it, and that surprised me because I'm not a very bright bulb, to be honest with you. And, and I, I get it, and but you know, and it's not, it's not even something that's incredibly weird for folks out there that maybe haven't seen Mary perform. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. It's, it's jokes, it's music, it's, you know, it's, it's not like an, an Andy Kaufman thing where you got to wonder, well, is this a shtick or is it not? No, it's just, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's comedy. It's, it's right. 
So yeah, that's why I like the I like anybody sixty five and older because <laughs> they're used to um, like you know like the Rat Pack will do whatever. It might be songs, it might be jokes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're they're used to um, they're they're they have a really good imagination and a broad acceptance of what is entertainment and 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 what's even better is the oldest people are. are good listeners because they a yes. lot, like my folks listen to stuff on the radio you know my mom was uh my mom was has all these you know she's so excited to go back in here she's got a cassette collection now <laughs> of all the old radio shows from oh, I love those. growing up yeah. yeah and so those people not only are they good listeners they use their imagination and they um a lot of my stuff if you don't Put your put it in your imagination while I'm talking about it. It's going to mean nothing to you. So, so it's just a suggestion of something to imagine. A lot of it is, um, and if you're not willing to do to do any imagining, then you shouldn't. You should just go somewhere else. Should, shouldn't bother. <laughs> uh, I remember you uh, started out, of course, as uh, a musician, and as if I recall the story correctly. When you were with uh, your one band, you would talk between songs or while they were, you know, setting up for the next song, and uh, kind of took a liking to that. But before that, did you have a lot of interest in humor, or because I know you had a, a strongly focused music background uh, all the time growing yeah. up? No, I, I, you know, I liked. I I remember watching Star Search and really loving the comedians. Like I wrote Ellen DeGeneres' name on my on my bulletin board. It, when I was a little kid. Wow. And I, I wrote it down because I thought she was good and I thought she would be famous someday. And um, I I just, like, I don't know. I, I, I was, thought it was neat. I thought it was interesting. I thought I'd, in my mind, be some sort of a clarinet entertainer. But the problem was there was never any other musicians in my in my dream. It was like just me sitting playing clarinet. And you know what? I would do is I would have these um, like fantasies about how I need to how I would be playing my clarinet at the Apollo <laughs> and like how how can I play my clarinet so they don't kick me off evening at the Apollo, <laughs> which is such a kid, little kid fantasy because they'd never let you on in the first place. No. <laughs> but, but I would be in my room practicing medleys, wondering what would appeal to evening at the Apollo. Apollo, you know, to that audience, and I forgot all about that until a couple of weeks ago. I was in New. Oh no! Oh gosh, the beginning of April already. Ooh, um, I was in New York City, and I was staying right by the Apollo, and I saw it, and I, and I thought, Oh my God! I used to dream about that place. <laughs> I wonder if I could still somehow. Now I have a goal. Now I have a goal where I want to be famous. Yeah. So they let me play my clarinet in the Apollo. <laughs> so now it's like I have something to shoot for again. Here we go. We've got a That's Facebook right. page going on that. Let Mary Mack play the Apollo. Yes, and you know what? It was um, um, more... Um, it, how did comedy come out of that? Well, when you're in music, you've got to carry all this stuff. And there's so much politics and... But it's so politically correct with um, like classical music and stuff like that that it's just 
was easier for me to switch to comedy because when I squeaked, I could talk about it. And it wasn't a moment of shame. It was a moment of laughter, you know. And you only have yourself to answer to for the most part. Yeah. So it was just nicer because, A, I didn't have to carry stuff. And And then, B, a mistake is a good thing in comedy. Yes. It's an opportunity. Because it leads to more comedy. Yeah. Now, I know you're influenced by uh, Mark Twain and, of course, Randy Newman, and uh, I wanted to ask you a question on, on Randy Newman, your opinion on this, because something's been bugging me for a couple of weeks. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Jimmy Dore. I don't know if you know him, and he talks a lot about yeah. irony on his show and that, that people – he gets a lot of grief because people don't get the irony of his show sometimes when they do their comedy. Okay. And he used Randy Newman as an example one time, and they were all – him and his uh, roundtable were sitting around talking about how when they play I Love L.A. at the Dodgers game, it's kind of funny because <laughs> – and I, I, I've loved that song since I was 16, and I know Randy's sense of humor. I get all that. But I think Randy really does love L.A. Even though it is a little tongue-in-cheek, I still think he genuinely loves L.A. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. I think he does because here's why. There's so much material. He's fascinated by it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all the material he gets out of it, there's no way he doesn't enjoy listening or looking and listening and observing and, yeah. and putting it all down. I mean, like, and um, he even says, you know, I, I, when I've seen him live and he talks, he tells his stories in, in between. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Some, where it's like, yeah, guys like me are lucky enough to have a beautiful young wife. And, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> he, he does, outside of his songs, you know he likes it because he's, able to see so much and yeah. so much material. I mean, I do enjoy that part of LA. Yeah. I saw a guy, I saw a guy um, with a backpack in one hand, um, a le- limping on a leg. He was hopping, he hopped a block on one leg, no crutch or anything, and, and a cigarette in the other hand. A backpack in one hand, a cigarette in the other hand, and just hopping a block so he could smoke a cigarette. <laughs> I was like, I could, I mean, that probably does happen in other towns, but it, it, it was just it's so much more accessible. Here. <laughs> <laughs> From an LA thing. <laughs> that guy was not afraid to do that, you know, in front of everybody. Uh, that was, I was like, well, you could have a crutch or you could have a cigarette. Then and he'd show a cigarette, and and that made my whole day. <laughs> yeah, the choices people make. All right. Yeah. Well, it uh, sounds like things are going well for you, ma'am. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. So, well, well, well. Get, get me in with that Cincinnati club, and I'll feel better. Okay. I'll uh, I'll talk to Curtsy about it. Well, uh, I suggest. Awesome. I suggest folks to him all the time, and I don't know. I guess you know. Well, for for folks that don't know how the sausage is made, although people listening to this podcast, I think, are a little more hip to how it, it works out. You you do find that a lot of comedians just end up with kind of the same bookers and they end up kind of in the same clubs year to year. So we get uh, a lot of the same guys throughout the year and then we won't get, you know, like like uh, Pete Coriali is a guy that comes to t- off the top of my head. He's in Minneapolis once a year. We never get him down here. And I guess it's just the way, you know, the relationships you have with the different bookers. But we'll work on it. We'll get it, we'll get it hammered out. We'll get it sorted, as they say in England. Um, yeah. Who, who is the person I call over there nowadays? Uh, that would be... Uh, it is. Yeah, so, I might yeah. I might bleep that out in post so people don't don't harass him. But yeah, that's uh. I'll, yeah, uh, he 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in the the, uh, the funniest person in Cincinnati contest uh, on June twentieth. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then uh, I'm telling my friends, oh, don't make any plans beyond June twentieth. Uh, but if you could all show up, then that'd be great. And uh, if I see him, I'll I'll let him I'll let him know. But you know, we'll. we'll uh, um, yeah. Okay. So the print version of this, of course, will be in uh, City Pages the week you're performing there, and the podcast should drop a week from Sunday, which will also coincide with the week that you're uh, there. At uh, see, cool. it's at Acme, correct? Were you at? Wait a second. Were you at House of Comedy? I'm at Acme. Okay. So the so the whole phone interview was a podcast. Yeah. Wait a second. Did I say anything bad about? No. <laughs> no. Of course not. Anything? Are you sure? Positive. And if it, if and if it did, I'll take it out and post. I'm not I'm, I'm not Mike Wallace. I'm, <laughs> this is <laughs> this isn't a hatchet job. I'm here to help. <laughs> oh man, I felt like I really did. I hack on the Cincinnati people? No, and, not at all. Oh good. I I they have an entitled to their opinions. So. There. Okay. Um. Thank you so much, Pam. Good luck in your competition. Thanks. Thank you, ma'am. I'll let you know how it goes. Right. Okay. All right. Bye, Mary. Take care. Thanks again to Mary Mack for being on the podcast. Uh, you can find Mary's dates at her website, which we will link to on the Podbean website. That's pfradio.podbean.com. If you're listening to this any other way than through the Podbean website, uh, like I said, we'll have all the uh, the links and appropriate information you need for this episode. Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned we were going to be doing an all-music episode of PS Tape Recorder. That is going to happen around mid-July because that's when I believe I will be at my busiest and will be really easy to throw together an all-musical episode. So we'll have uh, the Worthmores and Andy Hawk and the Trainwreck Ennings, Mike Travers, uh, the Kentucky Struts, um, as many groups as I can jam into the episode as possible. I only have about 30, 32 minutes allowed by Podbean. So uh, look forward to that. If you want to email, uh, it's uh, pfwilson84 at gmail.com if you have any suggestions of who you'd like to hear. In the meantime, we're going to hear from our friend Sophie Flynn. So you call, we played her on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. She was in the BBC introducing competition at her local BBC station there in the Midlands in England. And uh, we had played a song called USI. We're going to play another song that I really like by her called Paper Shredder. And I think you're really going to enjoy this. Here it is.
Sophie Flynn with Paper Shredder. And again, you can find Sophie at sophieflynn.com. Sophie is the standard spelling with an I-E, Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N. And of course, thanks to Mary Mack for being on the podcast as well. Find her at marymackcomedy.com. Today's episode featured material written by Elizabeth Wilson and material written by Hannah Wilson. Uh, let me see. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Email the show pfwilson84 at gmail.com. Uh, oh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Kobold, who's threatening to have a podcast of his own with his friend Tony. We'll keep you posted on that. Meanwhile, follow Dan at Tiger Dactyl, just like it sounds, Tiger and Dactyl, uh, on Twitter. Let me see. Music composed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, I guess that is it for this week's episode, except to say so long and thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>